Welcome back to the Short Story Long Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Derrickson, joined by my co-host, Andrew Dial. How's it going, guys? Uh, glad you're with us. So right now, you are going to be listening to the third episode of this podcast, and we have not quite dropped the second episode yet. That'll be coming out here in a day or so, and hopefully you enjoyed the first and the second, and hearing this one now for the first time. Yes, and just with one episode out so far, the feedback has been amazing. So the anticipated seven listeners is closer to how many, Sam, on the first episode? Well, on the amount of downloads, I believe last time I checked was at 90. 90. And uh, there was one from, I think, Malaysia. Malaysia. I'm guessing. Shout out to Malaysia. I'm guessing was a hacker. Who knows? Anyway, we're glad you're listening. Um, We're going to try to add a few new segments in here. The first one being um, the what's new segment, uh, what's been going on in our lives. So Dozer, go ahead. What's new in your world? So the biggest thing in my life right now is my five-year-old Wyatt shot his first deer last weekend. So we had him all set up with a crossbow and a uh, tripod. And practiced all summer. Uh, I got other friends and other people we know who's had their five-year-olds shoot some deer. And uh, I thought he was a little young for it, but we figured we'd give it a try. And within five minutes, he shot his first deer. Nothing to it. It was just like TV. It looked like he enjoyed it. I got some Snapchats, and he looked like he was having a great time. I showed it, I showed it to a few friends of mine, some deer hunter friends, mm-hmm. and they just they thought it was awesome. Five-year-old out there. How pumped was he? Was his heart beating or was it like a video game? I don't know. I just, I don't think he fully grasps what, uh, you know, the weight of the situation is just like, okay, well, whatever. Like we did it. You know, he's cool. He, he loves hunting and, and everything, you know, outdoors guns. He thought it was cool, but it, he didn't quite have, you know, the struggle. We didn't have to go for months and go in the rain and freeze our butts off, you know, it's like a five minute deal. Like he barely got into his snacks, you know, you had a pretty bougie, uh, Deer blind it's setup. It's about as bougie as it gets. You know, <laughs> four by eight blind with, uh, you know, a Raven crossbow and using the cell phone on the scope so he can see better. And, you know, just like the pilgrims. Yeah, just like God intended, right? Yes. So uh, one other thing that's new is bought a tractor from my neighbor. So brought that home and listed it for sale and had it sold within about 30 minutes of owning it. So... Again, that'll be on a side hustle uh, episode of this podcast. Talk about some of the stuff we do to make cash at little random projects we got. Uh, what's new with you, Sam? So Friday, Dozer helped me get my engine out of my GTX, the Hemi that needs gone through, over to uh, Dean Willenberg's shop where he works on most people's motors. He's the kind of the guru when it comes to Mopar stuff around here. And it was kind of a joke about my girlfriend's motor being a Ford. He said he'd rather work on the Hemi than the Ford. And he said, just tell Sam to bring that son bitch down and I'll get it running better than it ever has. So I took him up on that and Dozer helped me get it over there. That is a huge motor. I see why they call it the elephant motor. I uh, actually looked it up the other day. Dry weight on it is like 796 versus a 440, which is like 580. Gotcha. So it squatted the pickup truck pretty good. So like half again heavier. It's pretty big. All iron, lots and lots of iron. 
Um, and then Sunday, we had our annual fall run. It's a car cruise that we put together every year. A different person kind of organizes it. And it's kind of a blind deal where you show up at a place and the leader takes you somewhere and stop for a drink and then keep going and stop again and then keep going. And then finally, we end up at a state park and grill out some burgers and bratwurst and stuff for lunch and just make a whole day of it. So I can't wait till I have a car to go on one of those. So and then current events, those are a swap meet coming up in Altamont. Um, it'll be before this podcast airs, but I plan on going that with Dozer and checking out. Getting some stuff. All right, Sam, did you get any emails? So to... I did. So the email that I got today was a uh, shout out to Nate for being the only email we got. Appreciate that. Appreciate He's you, bud. customer of mine from Mawequa. And uh, he says, maybe some suggestions, having a monthly tool talk about what tools do starter mechanics, body techs need to, I guess, purchase. Um, the latest Milwaukee products for DIYers and the majority of techs. Personally, I think it should be a something once or twice a month. Tool Talk Tuesday or Thursday or something. Have guests from different fields like diesel techs, auto body, auto techs. Give advice, say the honest truth about how to get more involvement and invest in their industry properly. Uh, second idea is having guests on basically chiming in with you and Dozer on different subjects from cars to tools to everything in between. Uh, so thanks for the suggestions, Nate. That is already in the works. In my Amazon cart, I have a additional soundboard with more microphone inputs and a couple more microphones. I've already got people reaching out saying that they would love to be on the podcast. So. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. You tell them, I'm going to start a podcast. You guys are dumb. And then you put out your first podcast and everybody's like, when do I get to be on? And then so, he, I better get to be on if he gets to be yeah, on. Yeah, I better be first. You got 14 of your friends. I better be the first one on there. So there's going to be some disappointed people. Maybe we should charge a fee. Hey, that's cool. Got to pay for this equipment that's somehow. That's right. So uh, this episode brought to you by... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right, let's... You want to roll is, into this? What or? is this episode? So Dozer? I think we're going to call this episode, You Had to Be There. You just had to be there. You just had to be there. But if... Uh, me and Sam have been friends long enough. We've got a ton of inside jokes. I feel like our sense of humor uh, kind of meshes good. You know, Sam's that guy. You see something stupid on the internet, you can send him, and you know, he'll think it's funny, where the rest of your friends think you're an idiot. That happens quite often. So even friends we've been friends with for 10 years don't even really get some of our inside jokes that date back to when we were young and dumb and immature and the internet was small, so was a lot of people like me and Sam will just be dying laughing over something, and and we'd look like idiots to most people. So, which we are. <laughs> but this was one of the episodes that kind of triggered my idea for the podcast, and my girlfriend, especially, regardless of what I do, looks at me like I'm an idiot, and uh, you know. You just you just had to be there. Yeah, so. you had to be. Well, I was like, we'll tell about all of our inside jokes. It'll be hilarious. I was like, or people think it's stupid. And I guess you had to be there, I suppose. But we're going to talk about some of our inside jokes on why me and Sam will just be laughing in a situation where nobody knows what's going on. <laughs> Which so, one do you want to do first? Uh, you pick first. It's your show. Okay, so... Probably my favorite one on this list is 96. <laughs> That's the one I eyeballed. 
96 foot pounds. I might as well tell this one. Go for I was it. first person on this one. <laughs> so I don't remember why. I think maybe I put a lock. Oh, I put a locker in the front of my Jeep on a Dana 44. Well, to get the locker in, you had to pull the ring gear off. Of so, the carrier. Of the in, carrier. Inside yes. the pumpkin. Uh, so it was late. And apparently, I don't know if my, I don't think my, didn't have a smartphone back then. So there's no. Prior to internet. It was a smartphone, but prior to internet on the phone. So I text Sam and said, hey, what's the torque spec on a Dana 44 ring gear? And And I, I believe I was in my room watching TV, just couldn't be bothered at the time. So I, as in like, hey, bud, like. Google it for me and text me because we didn't have the Google on the phone back then. So he texts me back 96 foot pounds. That is it. Well, this is like a three eighths bolt. Not nothing. I think not for sure. Just, Just nice. Rep- hey, what's the torque spec? The only reply nine, six FTLB. That was it. That was it. So I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. Like my buddy hooking me up with some info. So I go to, torquing this ring gear on you know, i start in steps you know if it's 90 start at 30 so i go around doing 30 doing a star pattern uh go up to 60 i'm doing a 60 and then i go up to 96 and <laughs> i just i'm cranking on these things and it is not getting any tighter and i'm and i'm like what is going on here so i uh pull them out and i've stripped all the bolts out like strip the threads off of them and i'm like what the heck so i went inside my house and got on the computer and looked it up it was like 35 foot pounds <laughs> and i text him i was like hey it's 35 and he's like yeah i don't know i didn't even look i just made it up i was like why would you do that <laughs> i don't know just, i don't know why i uh, what, were, what were you thinking there i does just me being a good friend i was giving you a quick reply <laughs> i i I don't know what I assumed. I think maybe he would have thought I was joking. I mean, obviously, 11... Well, like hindsight, 96 foot pounds is like a half inch fastener, you know, if not bigger. And, you know... You're like, I just figured you'd know that was BS. And he did not. So, I guess one that's not on our list, but my tag handle on Pirate 4x4 was I spot for entertainment (laughs) purposes. So, that kind of, you know... We talk about how I was kind of a shithead back in the day, but that was kind of a funny joke to me. Like, ha, 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 you stripped out your ring gear bolts. <laughs> yeah, like, he thought it was funny. I was so mad. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. But you, we had built a differential guard. Well, let's go back to 96 foot pounds real quick. So anyway, anytime somebody says something that's just completely like, pulling it out of your butt the answer you know we're always like 96 foot pounds like that's like the inside joke for any time you're just making something up in any made-up answer so you know you'd be talking about anything and we're like oh 96 foot pounds and we just start dying laughing and people like what is this what are these people's problem but anyway so back to spotting for entertainment purposes so instead of purchasing a heavy duty differential cover dozer manufactured his own kind of guard that bolted on the bottom half of the ring gear bolts and had some metal kind of sticking up to basically protect the front differential from bashing against a rock so you don't cut a hole or break it or or whatever and we were at the badlands wheeling and this is on video by the way is how i found out about it (laughs) and uh so a spotter 
stands in front of the vehicle and kind of guides the driver to place the tires, tires in the right place so that they can get over the obstacle. Well, there was kind of not a really easy way to get over this obstacle, so I steered him directly into that diff cover into a giant-ass rock, and <laughs> he spun his tires a little bit and kind of couldn't get, so I backed him up, and, and we finally got over the obstacle, and on the video, I think I was saying to somebody in the background, yeah, I, yeah. I just wanted to see how that diff yeah, cover did. he spotted me, so I hit a rock on purpose, and anyway, I was super pissed about that, too, so that was the big joke to him, as I spot for entertainment purposes. Again, good friend, everybody. If you're looking yeah, for one. Right. I got one for sale. <laughs> All right. I guess it's my turn to your, choose. Your here. turn to pick. We've got a whole list here, apparently. That's what happens. Um uh, let's let's go to the uh let's go to the the dude. dude. So we had a friend who shall remain nameless. I don't know if he'll I don't even know if he's a friend, acquaintance, I guess. And he was just always, would always say, he'd answer the phone, dude, what's up? And all the time, like he, we went to the Badlands wheeling. And do you remember when he got out at the campground and the first thing he was like, dude, traffic was crazy or something. We just started dying laughing. So we started doing that. Like anytime, like we were together or talking, we'd be like, dude, what's up? To like make fun of him. Well, like people don't realize it's an inside joke and like, we end up looking like the idiot by making fun of somebody. And that's kind of like when you start saying like lit and fam, you know, and like to make fun of it. And then it like starts becoming part of your vocabulary and it's like, please send help. So that, that happens a lot. Um, especially on the tool truck, I get, you know, I feel like an old man. Sometimes I'll get a 18, 19 year old kid on the truck and, and they'll be like, no cap. (laughs) <laughs> what, what the hell are you talking about I, I mean there's nothing here with a cap on it to to say it doesn't have a cap i mean well I'm, I'm not picking up what you're putting down and uh you know all all these mannerisms tend to get you know mixed into your vocabulary and on this particular one we're intentionally making fun of a guy and those would call me i'd call him and we'd answer the phone dude and it got <laughs> the dude got longer for over about a six month period of time i mean you would say dude till you're out of breath and then say what's up and people just look at you like you're just some freaking idiot and that's how that became kind of an inside joke that turned into us just being idiots so ah, uh, your turn so I guess the next one I will talk about is they should have left five minutes earlier. <laughs> I I don't remember if, if it was the fourth or fifth Fast and the Furious movie, but it's the one where they like go to head off the train. There's a train and they're they're trying to get to this train, and I all I remember thinking we watched it in the theater, I think, and all I remember thinking is these guys are blasting through the desert, racing like their lives depend on it to go catch up to this train. And my analytical brain is thinking this train has a finite speed and a finite distance on a predetermined path. If they would have just left five minutes (laughs) earlier, they could have just taken a leisurely pace through the desert to catch up to this train. I'm pretty sure that was my thought. It's like, if they had just left five minutes earlier, they could have drove. Drove regular. Just drove, just drove normal. From then on, just like if they'd left five minutes earlier. 
you know, like in traffic or, or, or anything, you'll go into the airport and any time that you're frustrated by a line or, or anything, we just look at each other. Well, should have left five minutes earlier. Five earlier, and like people are like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, we're laughing at each other just like a couple of idiots, and that's just another one of the inside jokes. So I feel like the next one we've got to do two. We've got to do the rim tire and the telephone pole at the same time for sure. So, so we we used to have a tradition of going over to the four wheel parts jamboree in Indy, and. We'd always bring parts over there to sell because we didn't have Facebook Marketplace back then. It's making me feel old. Yeah, I think Craigslist would have been the closest thing, and it was spotty at best. I mean, yes, your best, you know, ninety percent of the stuff on there was some Nigerian prince trying to get your bank account information. So we'd bring a whole vehicle stuff over. My brother had a Toyota Tacoma that he was wanting to put some bigger tires on, and he's how many years younger than you? He's three and a half years younger. So when we were 21, 22, he would have been, you know, 18-ish, just senior in high school. So So he bought some 31s and he wanted to go to 33s, but he needed to sell his 31s. So he brought them over uh, to Indy. And when we were selling them, like like, people would talk to him about the tires and like he could barely speak English to these people. Like he just like stumble around and. Uh, the, uh, uh, the tire's not been on long, uh, uh, you know, real good tread. And like, I'm like, dude, bro, like you gotta like talk, like, do you know English? And then like, so I did, I did like an impression of him. I did an impression of him. Uh, and I was like, Oh dude, buy my rim tire, my rim tire. And like, he never even said rim tire, but it became this huge joke rim tire. Like we, like we would change like the lyrics to songs to rim tire, like mango Jack, you know? When Mongo, dad, Mongo Jerry. Oh, Mongo Jerry, yeah. When your daddy's rich, your rim tire's big. Yeah. When your daddy's poor, your rim tire's small. And and he was a good sport about it. I and mean, you get so mad, like, I didn't even say rim tire. As as much as a younger brother could be, he he was the brunt of a lot of jokes. Um and I <laughs> it was probably the same trip coming back with it a, was the same trip. With a truck with a truckload of parts. Indianapolis traffic, if you've ever been there. Coming back from the fairgrounds, especially when there's a event or whatever going on, it's pretty stop and go. And he had, the poor kid had been made fun of all day about just not being able to communicate properly. And he's sitting in the back of the truck, just kind of pouting a little bit. And we, we stop at this stoplight and he looks out the window, just innocent as can be. And there's a fairly large telephone pole. It was a pole. huge telephone pole. I mean, it was Every bit of 48 inches in diameter. Yeah. But it was because of its size that it was a, a poster board for a lot of stuff covered in staples. You've seen them. Yeah. Who's your daddy? I remember genetic testing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so he just innocently enough looks out <laughs> looks out the window and he goes, hey, guys, I, <laughs> I bet that telephone pole was once a tree. <laughs> and simultaneously everybody in the truck just started dying laughing well what i think he meant like it grew there like they just took a tree that grew in the ground and shaved it up and turned it into a telephone pole like (laughs) i think that's what he meant but like just the most like i think that wooden telephone pole used to be a tree we're like no kidding bro and we're like just that like our rim tire used to be a tree like two and a half hours old like i hate you guys (laughs) he was like I said, he was a good sport about it, but he he caught a lot of shit from us. Um, he was good. He was good for coming up with a bunch of jokes about him. 
But uh, so that that's one that we go back to all the time. Anything made of wood. <laughs> but it was one that this guitar was once a tree. And you, when you say that in front of people, they think that yeah. you might be mentally handicapped. But to us, it's just absolutely hilarious. And I guess while we're picking on my brother, we might as well circle back to it. Uh, I could lose my license. Yes. So <laughs> my my brother was wanting to go to school to be a dentist. He ended up being a chiropractor. But why? Why he was trying to get into dental school, I don't even know what happened. I don't know if we wanted him to like check out somebody's teeth. It was something super simple. It was something simple, and he just freaks out on us. He's like, I could lose my license. We're like, bro, you're not even in dental school yet. Like, so the joke became like, I could lose a license I've yet to obtain. Which I think it was it was close to, you know, it was wintertime. We were doing a lot of inside stuff, working in the garage, and we played a lot of the aforementioned Circle of Death game, which if you've never played it, look it up. It's a good time. And one of the games within the game is Never Have I Ever. And on Dozer's turn, he said, Never Have I Ever Feared Losing a License That I Have Yet to Obtain. And that, that, that just stuck with us. We, oh we got a lot of mileage out of that. So when you know, random times, like me and Sam will just say, I could lose my license, and like nobody gets it. No one gets it. Nobody like, gets it. Again, just those inside jokes, you had to have been there. Oh, I guess while we're still picking on Brandon, we got to go to Bluetooth Shifter as well. So again, in the garage working on Dozer's Jeep, we, I think he flipped a Dana 300. No, no, no. It was my dad's YJ. Oh, it was the art car oh, shifter. Oh, 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 yes. So the shifter, I brought it in the house. It didn't have the shift cable on it. And we were like playing with it in the house. And my brother's like, so like, is there like a cable? Is there like a way this shifter hooks up to the transmission? I was like, no, Brandon, it's Bluetooth. And he like, believed us. Did he believe us? For, a, for a, a hot I, minute, I just he believed remember, us. Sam was just dying laughing, and for some reason that just became a big joke. Is like, no, it's Bluetooth. Like, and and what I found funny about this is years later, I think it's I only been a couple years ago now. Again, inside joke. I'm scrolling through Facebook pictures of SEMA builds, and the running joke about SEMA builds is these vehicles are kind of shoddily put together, and they just look fancy for a, the car show, and they don't actually do anything besides look good and someone had 3d printed the bluetooth logo and like super glued it to the pinion flange on the front axle of a big jacked up truck and it caught a lot of traction on the internet i took a picture of it i sent it to i was like look bluetooth shifters now we got bluetooth drive shafts so so i guess we'll have to rename this episode on make fun of my doctor brother yeah because the next one is it's good so, <laughs> so <laughs> this is this is one like, that gets used a bunch. So, so um, one of my mechanic friends replaced an LT1 engine in like a Caprice or something. And if you know anything about the LT1, I think the water pump is driven off the cam. And when your water pump seals go bad, you get water in your oil, and that's what happened. And uh, they, he pulled it out, gave me the, he's like, I don't need the core. You can have it. Well, I was young and dumb. I'm going to rebuild this, you know? So I got it home and my brother's like, what's wrong with this motor? I was like, I think it's blown up. And I had a knock, <clears throat> which it did. Once I tore the bottom end apart, like the crank was just, just, I'd never seen bearings was, was like confetti. But anyway, um, 
So I'm unloading it off the truck and my brother like reaches up and grabs the throttle body and like cracks open the throttle a few times. He's like, yeah, it's good. And like <laughs> from then on, we're like, what do you mean it's good? Like, it's good. Like you can't tell the health of a motor from cracking the throttle blades, you know, and we just. So ever, so any t- <laughs> anytime the opportunity presents itself on my car, his car, anybody's car. Carburetor, throttle body, doesn't matter. If the intake is off of it, where you can physically grab the throttle linkage or whatever, we'd look at each other, flip it a few times, and, look, and we simultaneously say, yep, it's, it's good. good. <laughs> we uh, might have to do that to swap mate this week. Uh, we'll, we'll lay off my brother now. Poor guy. Yeah, he brings lots of laughs, so they will let anybody be a doctor, turns out. It does turn out. Okay, so... Well, you, you you pick one, Sam. So since we're done picking on your brother, we'll pick on you. Okay. Um, I don't even know where this is going. Always the counterweight. Oh, yeah. So we mentioned before that Dozer got his nickname from being a little husky and knocking. I'm big, big bone, my mom says. Big bone. and uh, <laughs> I was a kid that had elastic waistbands <laughs> in school. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I believe it was the first time that I met our friend Jason. And we were wheeling at the Badlands, and I had the 96 Cherokee completely bone stock. No, no, this starts with your... Uh, the YJ? The YJ at... Redbird. Uh, at Redbird with Shackleman. Okay, so back the story up. We were wheeling at Redbird, Indiana, and very, very inexperienced off-roader as I was, I made a couple series of unfortunate mistakes that resulted in me feeling off balance and thinking I was going to tip over. And there's a picture somewhere on Facebook. Um, Dozer came to my rescue by kind of kneeling on the rear bumper to provide some counterweight so that in my mind, I felt safer that, you know, 200 pounds of man on the back of my Jeep would keep a 4,600 pound vehicle from rolling. But uh, that was what was going through my head. So there's that picture that got some mileage on Facebook for a couple of years. And then it happened again at Badlands in my XJ, like I was talking about. And it was completely bone stock, and I was taking it up some stuff and down some stuff that it should have never been on. And it was getting a little tippy. And you had to do the same exact thing on the same side another time. Again, another picture of him kneeling on the rear bumper of one of my vehicles. And then that became... That he's always the yeah, counterweight. I was like, why do I always have to be the counterweight? And he had the most displacement available for counterweight. And uh, any time weight was needed for any kind of situation, like loading a trailer, <laughs> yeah, perhaps, like, it just doesn't matter. Anything you need. Yeah, like you got something heavy picked up on a cherry picker, like dozer, stand on the back. Like, why do I always have to be the counterweight? Always the counterweight. So that's another one. Um, speaking of weight, what's it weigh? Um, I don't remember what initially this was. Was it someone was asking uh, you? No, it was you. Um, one of your customers was like, hey, what would you give me for this? And you're like, what's it weigh? Or maybe you were trying to get them to buy something. It was- Basically, it, it stuck with me, and I said I'm going to use this ever since, but somebody was legitimately trying to sell something for some serious money, and they were asking for an idea of value. And the individual that was being pitched to completely straight face, 100% honest, instead of giving, you know, well, it has this feature or that feature and it's this year or whatever, his only response was, well, what's it weigh? And it took me a minute to figure it out, but 
he was thinking like scrap value. What what could I scrap it for? That's what it's worth. And it's kind of an underhanded insult when someone says, "Hey, what's my Jeep worth? Or what's my car worth? Or yeah. whatever." Like, I don't know what's, what's it weigh. <laughs> so so that's use- like the inside joke. Like our buddy Kyle. Like, hey, how much is my trailer worth? Like, oh, what's it weigh? <laughs> and you know, and everybody is like, "You you guys are idiots," which we are, but still <sighs> debatable. What's the next one? Well, we could either um, uh, we could either uh, pivot to making fun of your dad or Jason at this point. Let's let's do Jason since we brought him up. Okay. So our, our buddy Jason, he, we got a lot of inside jokes about old Jason too. So that's part of being friends with us is we make fun of you. And as as uh, that one episode on uh, uh, what was it uh, with P- Family Guy. Where Peter like tells his buddies some stuff and they make fun of him and Lois is like, You guys, like he didn't tell you that so you'd make fun of him. He told you that because you're his friends and he trusts you. And they're like, Lois, you know nothing about friendship. That's right. So that's right. making fun of your buddies is, you know, that's like the It's a core value. Yeah, it's a the peak indication of friendship. So <clears throat> Jason has never really known that much about metal fabrication, at least back in the day, he's getting a lot better. But we were building a front bumper for his Jeep and we wanted him to have the welding shop bend some custom channel to build a bumper on the front of his Jeep. And we needed a six inch wide or five and a half inch wide piece of channel iron, 32 inches long. Well, he went to the welding shop and he had him bend the wrong side. So he bent it to where it was a 32-inch piece of channel, six inches wide. And he got all super mad, super about He was holding up to his Jeep, I remember this, and just bewildered. Just couldn't understand, like, where how's this fit? And he genuinely thought he had the right thing. Right. And he's holding up to the Jeep, hold up this way, hold this way. And he's sitting cross-legged on the floor in front of his Jeep, just staring at it. And me and Dozer come over, like, what in the hell are you doing? He's like, I got this. Six inch channel bent for my Jeep. We're like, no. And Dozer takes one look at it and he goes, Bro, you got six inches of 32 inch channel. And he freaks out. This is what you told me to get. We're like, No, it's not. Like, channel iron is measured by the width. And like, you got a piece of 32 inch channel there. And then, like, it even got to the point, I don't even remember what, but like, at one point, he had a sledgehammer sledge and he was hitting his Jeep. And me and Sam were just like, What in the world? And then, like, so we. <laughs> We, we just we memed it. it. Yeah. We memed it. I don't know why I'm hitting my Jeep. But he was. He was hitting the shit Oh, out. shoot. Uh, that was pretty good. So that's a good one about Jason. Yeah, so anyway, we always just randomly in a conversation, yeah, 32-inch channel. You know, if somebody measures something wrong, or and then once again, people are like, you guys are idiots. Um, what's another one before? There's another one on there for Jason. Oh, oh the <laughs> what if a Chinese person answers the phone? Yeah, so... I want to end with soup. So anyway, <laughs> oh yes. So the the Chinese joke is, we always we ate a ton, a shit ton, if you will, of Chinese takeout when Dozer lived over on Henry. Actually, so back that up. Dozer bought a house with a car lift in it. This will get some mileage in some future episodes. We did a lot of stuff as bachelors in this garage, but best years of our life. We said we didn't know it at the time, but it was indeed the best years of our life. So. We spent a lot of time at this house working in the garage. Dozer lived at home before he was married, you know, didn't want to live in sin and all that. And owned this house that OMK uh, and Jason 
both lived at. So anyway, at this house, we would hang out, eat pizza, uh, pizza man, Chinese takeout, all the junk food. And we ate China Express at least once a week. Oh, I bet. Um, I tell you, still tell you, I got the C21, the General Sao chicken combo platter. Comes with chick, uh, pork fried rice, General Sao chicken, and an egg roll. And I would always call an order. Those are always call an order. Jason never would. And just, Jason, just call an order. No, no, you guys go ahead. I don't know what I want. Just just call and order the food. And finally he said, well. Well, like, why won't you order Chinese food? And his response was something like, well, well, what if a Chinese person answers? Which there is one white guy that works at China Express. If that guy answered, he'd be cool. But when, hello, China Express, I'm going to help you. It's just too much. He just, he just froze up and hung out the phone. And, and it was just bewildering. Like, what if a Chinese person answers the phone like, what if you call the parts store and the parts guy answers? Yeah, no like, you're calling the Chinese restaurant. A Chinese person is likely to answer the phone. <laughs> so that was one. Just what if a Chinese person answers? And the, then the soup. The soup. So you came up with this. So you, you tell the soup story. Well, I don't. So Jason kind of got into a habit anytime uh, something would happen uh, to his unfortunate he would always say if it was raining soup my bowl would be upside down and he said that so many times which the 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 actual phrase is if it was raining soup my bowl would be upside down maybe that's what it is and he would just always have a pity party on it then anytime something happened to him sometimes his own doing he would just be all you know He'd just be all bummed out and sad. Then we just started like, oh, my soup. And like, but then he, what started the my soup was he said it backwards. He said, if it was raining bowls, my <laughs> soup would be upside down. <laughs> and we're like, my soup. And, so that, and, that's, and still to this day, anytime like something bad or unfortunate happens, like to anybody, me and Sam are like, my soup. And no one so it'll be like a conversation, like, yeah, my motor blew up last weekend. Ah, my soup. <laughs> people are like, what is these people's problem? Oh, shoot. Oh, sh- yeah. What's so the next one? Are we done picking on Jason? We're done picking on Jason. We can pick on me if you want. Yeah, let's pick on Sam. Okay. We picked on everyone else. Oh, there's a couple on here for you. The, uh, the I'll come to you. I guess we could talk on that. Okay. So I'll come to you. Captain Randy, uh, which is... Uh, which yeah, is one of our nicknames for yeah, our friend of, Randy. and uh, We call him Captain Randy because he bought a boat. And so he's, he sold the boat shortly after buying it, but he's still Captain Randy to this day. Anyway, so we were wheeling somewhere. Was Interlake. It, was it Interlake? And we weren't having a good day. And I was having a great time. There were some tensions. <laughs> there were some tensions, some tempers flying. And I probably mouthed something off. Don't know what I mouthed off. Well, yeah, he was having trouble keeping it running. And you're like, you got to like pump it or something like, cause it was, he had a carbureted land cruiser. FJ cruiser. Yeah. And, uh, it wouldn't stay running. And Randy was getting upset. Randy already didn't like Sam because Sam is Sam. Loud. Yeah. And, uh, not said, everybody appreciates Sam's humor. Like I do, I suppose. Sam, if you don't shut the F up, I'm going to come over there and kick your ass. Yeah, and without... punch you in the face. Oh, was it? Yeah, I'm going to punch you in the face. And Sam yells, I'll come to you. Without missing a beat. So anytime someone threatens any kind of violence, it's, well, I'll, <laughs> I'll come, come to, to you, big fella. So 
That's a good oh, one. Oh yeah. Oh, and then the welded on toe points. So so yeah. We so, so we <laughs> went. We'd always go to uh, Winterfest, which is like the NAXJ, which is like North American XJ Association. This may be like tier three story, possibly. Like possibly. we can go back talking about. But anyway, you would have to tech in for this Jeep ride. It was all for like XJs and MJs, like Cherokees, Comanches, uh, you know. Unibody Jeeps. Pa- unibody Jeeps at the Badlands. And you'd have to tech in. And one of the rules was no welded on tow hooks. And Which Dozer had. I had welded on tow hooks. I passed tech just fine. Had to have like a fire extinguisher and a first aid kit or whatever. I think the spirit of the rule is they didn't want some chintzy piece of junk that's going to break while you're being pulled and hurt somebody. The argument was that the tow hooks you buy at AutoZone, when you weld them, it affects the metallurgy. Like they need to be bolted on because there's... But why, you know, why would I drill holes when I have a welder, you know? Like when, when, when... when you've got a hammer, everything's a nail. You know what I mean? That's right. So I passed tech just fine. There's a there's an obstacle I think we call drive shaft hill. I don't know if anybody else calls it drive shaft hill, but I had a homemade drive shaft out of square tubing and receiver material because I thought I was just being the smartest guy ever, you know. So anyway found I found the life hack. Yeah. So I went up this hill, axle drooped, drive shaft binded, blew my front drive shaft out of the Jeep. Which is why it's called drive shaft hill. So I have a circle. I have a picture of like my driver's side front tire like six foot in the air. Like I'm about to roll. So anyway, I'm like, hey, pull me up this thing. And Sam was out of the Jeep spotting and they went to pull me out. They're like, we can't pull you out like you've got welded on tow hooks and Sam just goes Sam pages on him. We call it you chicken shits, blah, blah, blah. Just, I mean, you got to think we're what? 18, 19, 20. Like we probably can't even legally drink. And Sam's like getting in these people's faces and I'm just, you're just like my buddy's sitting here about to flip and you won't hook off. Oh, that's dangerous. We can't do that. Sorry. And like, we're like, we'll hook onto his winch. Nope. You can't pull off of a winch either. And like these guys just go like straight safety, Sam, or whatever, like safety guy, and I'm about to roll down this hill, and Sam just goes, Loses, bez- goes my berserk shit. on these people. So, so, so chicken shits. He, is- he calls them chicken shits, and I'll tell you what, the uh, the, the dinner afterwards, that was oh, kind of awkward. Yes. <laughs> so at this point, I'm wheeling a, a, a Jeep with a frame, a YJ, and I'm a black sheep. I, I was invited there. I wasn't invited, but I was accepted <laughs> there because I was wheeling with some XJ guys. and they have like a banquet dinner thing after this tempers kind of cooled down still probably didn't make a single friend out no, there. No, not a single one. And the door prize, I won a set of probably the grand prize. I think it was a set of unibody stiffeners for an XJ. And I go up there to claim them. And like, I got all the booze yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from, from all of the people there at the, at the, the show because well, he, he he's got a damn YJ. Why are you letting him win? Like it's a door prize. You he, still have those? Uh, they're at they're at Lance's house allegedly. But they were last time I saw him several yeah, years ten ago. years ago. Ten years ago. I'm sure they're still there. Oh shoot! So anyway, that was kind of like an embarrassing moment because I'm a young professional in the in the you know in Promotional the world. Sam's industry. working at a factory, so he can tell someone to f off with almost no consequence. 
yeah, um, business-wise. As long uh, as I didn't get punched in the face, I was good. Yeah, so it, it was kind of cool. I appreciated Sam having my back, but every now and again, he'll throw out chicken shits, and nobody really knows what that's about, but we know what it's about. We do know. Oh. Hey, I guess we're not done uh, picking on Jason. Which one do we got for Jason? Busting him in. Oh, yes. So as, as young men, you uh, sometimes notice uh, when you go to a mud fest or something that uh, there's sometimes some scantily clad women with some questionable morals at, you know, like a mud bog. And Possibly stuff. some you, daddy issues. You know, you see some, you know, uh, some trucks gone wild videos. You know, there's some, uh, you know, some R-rated material there. So they had a mud fest. And where was it? Ramsey. Ramsey. Little old Ramsey, Illinois. And Jason's all excited. Man, man, I can't wait. I can't wait for the girls to be there. You know, he didn't have single a Single at this point, yeah. Yeah, single. Have, never knew him really with a Well, that's untrue. I was going to say never knew him with a girlfriend, but I did. Uh, but anyway, he was just so excited. We're like, dude. I, and he's I'm, he's big, you know, YouTube guy. And all the, you know, Trucks Gone Wild videos. And he has this image in his mind of all yeah, these he's like, like going these to he's texas going to, mud parks yeah he's going to like party 10, works buying thou, beads you know ten thousand people here he's expecting you know to see boobs all day long yes and so yeah he did he went and bought beads. he was all that. he was all super excited we're like dude like me and sam had been there before i don't think jason had been there and we're like dude i gotta tell you like <clears throat> there's not really gonna be much of that in ramsey illinois yeah 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 there will yeah there will he's like that, 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 we're like, dude, there's just not those kind of people at these events. You know, they, they bust them in, they bust them and they've got to bust them in. We're like, what are you talking about? And he's just like eternal hope for this. You know, he's connecting dots. Like they're going to go to some college campus somewhere and recruit these girls and bring them out. We're just kind of a heck of a time and bust loads of girls so, here for the mud fest. Anyway, we show up at mud fest and there's a stripper pole, but uh, the only thing on the stripper pole is dudes that I can remember. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, they did not bust them in. They must have took left turn at Albuquerque or something. something. So every now and again, we'll throw out, ah, they bust them in. Yep. And nobody knows what we're talking about. Um, What's next? Uh, I mean, we talked about Cat Mirandy. Um, Let's do... Uh, <laughs> the, we could do debit. Debit. Okay, that was what I was going for when I was saying make fun of me. Um. So Jason wasn't the only person that was limited experience with girls back in the day. Well, we were on my bachelor party, I think, and we stopped at stopped at Bass Pro to buy because we went trout fishing. We needed and we need waders and all the all the gear. And we stopped, and the there's a pretty cute girl at the checkout, and she's like, "Can I have your phone number?" Which I think was just for like rewards, rewards points or, or something. something. And Sam's like, "Debit." <laughs> I'm like, "What?" <laughs> And she's like, no, I, like, I need your phone number. He's like, debit. It's a debit card. And like, we're like, no, she needs your phone number. I was like, Sam, like that girl wanted to hook up with you. Like she was wanting your phone number and you just yelled debit. And he's like, I don't have any idea what happened. I panicked. I panicked a little bit. I don't think she wanted your phone number for that reason. No, I definitely kinda, not. I kind of spun it like that. And then just every now and again, we'll yell out debit. So yeah. And then, yeah. Anytime anybody is awkward in front of a girl, it's <laughs> yes, debit, debit. debit. <laughs> so that's so you can use that in front of oh, your friends shoot. and look like an idiot if you like. We're not even done picking on my brother. Remember the because you wear your pink shirt tonight. <laughs> anyway, we'll leave my brother alone. Yeah, poor guy. Oh, 
We can pick on your dad a while. Let's do that. Oh, so God bless him. Oh, no doubt. I don't. I don't even know which. <coughs> Where do you want to start with? The only one on there is the gasseteer. Oh, the breakfast. That's definitely your dad. Okay, they're right next to each other. All so right, you go. We'll start with breakfast. Um, I like I said in the per- earlier episode, me and my dad had a warehouse in Mattoon that I lived in, and I would often invite him to some events and some you know, goings on and could not do anything in the morning without going to Gill's. It was, they called it a drive-in, but it wasn't, but Gill's drive-in and having breakfast. And I think there was a meme of a down syndrome kid saying breakfast <laughs> on uh on some kind of video or something. And it just turned into Sam and Jeff could not do anything without our breakfast. Yeah, like we'd be waiting to like when your dad went to Mudfest with us, like where's Sam? Like, oh, I had to stop for breakfast. Yeah. And it's just so anytime we talk about breakfast, it's breakfast. Gotta have me <laughs> some breakfast. And people are like, What's wrong with these people? <laughs> just can't it's the most important meal of the day. You cannot do so anything without breakfast. Breakfast. Which <laughs> speak speaking of Mudfest, that leads us into Gasseteer. Yes. So, for those of you who don't know, which Dozer you shouldn't know, do you? Sh- I mean, <laughs> most no, people shouldn't know. Well, there's no reason. Twenty five years ago, you should know what a gasseteer was. Um, but through the miracle of modern science, we have GPS. But a gasseteer is essentially a extremely detailed map. So, if you've ever seen a paper road atlas, that's a you know, I don't know, it's probably two foot by a foot and a half magazine that's an inch thick and each page has a spread of the state so you can see the roads and everything in the state well imagine that thick of a book for an individual state and every page is like one county in the state with every back road and county road and every little church and cemetery you can think of super finely detailed and this was still before gps before internet on phones and we're at Eric Custer's house loading up, getting ready to go to Mudfest. And we're arguing about which way to take. What's the best way to get to Ramsey from here? And just randomly, my dad hollers out, hey, does anybody have a gazetteer? <laughs> and, you know, I mean, he could have he could have asked for pickled lollipops or something. Uh, yeah. No, like, what? Everybody like, was what like, do you what? Want? what? What? What do you want? Mind you, they were, we were already late because they had to stop and get some breakfast. Some breakfast, yeah. <laughs> so... So I, anybody got a gazetteer and I had to explain, which growing up with my old man, I was used to having one in the truck and <laughs> I was like, well, you know, it's, it's a map so he can figure out where to get there, you know, and it just kind of turned into a thing like, Hey, you guys got a gazetteer just cause it's an absolutely absurd thing to ask for because nobody is going to have one. So, right. um, but yeah. So another one why we're picking on Sam is driver's meeting. So. Rick- Rick Payway. Yes. So on like all the ultimate adventures, when you have a group of people going off-roading or racing, they always have a driver's meeting. And on all the ultimate adventure DVDs, they yell, driver's meeting. And that's just something growing up. It's loud. Yes. And everyone can hear it, which my MO is loud and everyone can hear it. So we were at. Winterfest, which is the next event, and like they yelled out driver's meeting, and Sam just lost it. Like, so anyway, that was like a joke there, but then 
later on around the campfire, Sam kind of gets intoxicated because Sam, you know, same as me, didn't really drink in high school or nothing. So, you know, we turn, you know, get a little older college age and, you know, not really experienced drinkers. So Sam, I think this is, is that the same one that you yell at them chicken shits or is this probably the next year? It was think, probably the, next, the year. next year. Yeah. But Sam's like drinking tequila moonshine. and moonshine stuff around the fire and just yelling, driver's meeting, driver's meeting, just yelling it. And like, everybody's like, what is going on here? And like, that's just always a joke. Anytime like someone says like, oh, you know, driver's meeting at seven, like driver's meeting. Sam just yells it. As loud as I can. And, and that's another thing. People are like, what are these guys' problem? But it's hilarious to us for some reason. And when we use it anytime there's any kind of event going on, like even her razor riding or whatever, like <laughs> driver's meeting, you know, get, getting ready to go in the morning, talk like, oh, we're going to step over here and we're going to head over this way. You're like driver's meeting. <laughs> and everyone just kind of looks at us retarded. So <laughs> I don't know if you can say that on a podcast. <laughs> I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> All right. So uh, the, the next one is the no offense. Tack, uh, tack, tack is bullshit. So, no, no offense gets used a lot, and Dozer and I have kind of an unspoken thing, obviously, and it's like anytime we say no offense, it obviously means we're about to say something super <laughs> offensive. Right. And for years, and still goes on to this day, any welding kind of how-to or... Well, or what it was is Jesse Combs on Extreme 4x4 did a how-to-weld. She's like, you can weld completely solid or you can do a series of tacks. And on Pirate 4x4, you know, it was, oh my gosh, a girl's welding on TV, you know. Well, it was on general chit-chat, and somebody commented on there, no offense, but tack, tack, tack welding is bullshit. It is. And just from then on, we were just dying. And, and so it happens a lot. in Any kind of online or on TV type of welding, people just do a series of tacks, and it, makes the weld look decent and it's easy to do but in all reality from a pure technical standpoint you're not getting a good penetration type weld and so that's just kind of our thing we go back and forth just no offense and it happens all the time i mean even you do like tack 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 on like thin metal or if you're trying to fill a gap and i remember i was like welding something on my jeep it was real thin metal and i was like tack 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 so it doesn't get too hot and like I'm sitting there tacking, and Sam's like, "Hey, no offense, <laughs> but the uh, tack, tack, tack is bullshit." Yeah, so that's when we use we get quite a bit, and then just gets like shortened into no offense, like no offense. all the time. Anytime you're welding, like if you do like two tacks on something, Sam's like, "No offense." Yeah, probably should stop using that one, but I don't think I'm <laughs> going rest to rest in peace. No, yeah. no, it's a memorial at this point. Yep. Um. So that one's done. Up to you, fella. So our buddy Kyle is notorious for giving zero input. Zero. I mean, he's he's always good about having an opinion, and he he brings a lot of good information to the table. Like you can do this, or you can try that, or we can do it this way. But then if you actually want him to make a finite decision, saying is you know a option A or option B, his answer is always up to you, fella. Yeah. And it, it doesn't matter what it's about. It's it's always his go-to, up to you, fella. So we've started using that back on him and his brother. Anytime they ask our opinion yeah. on something, it's, it's up to you, fella. Yeah, like that's not helpful. You're not helping me out any, but. 
not getting anything done. And be like, hey, should I like put 35s or 37s on my truck? Up to you, fella. Like, well, I, I know that. But like, what do you think? Well, whatever you want to do. Like, that, I'm asking you because I don't know. And then inevitably, whatever decision you make was the wrong decision. Well, I wouldn't have done it that <laughs> way. Well, you son of a bitch. You didn't even <laughs> give me your opinion. So, yeah. What's left yeah, on this list? I think that's about it. Oh, write a check. That'll be this will be a last one. Write a check. Next so, to last one. <clears throat> Sam was talking one time about like, you know, not having money growing up and like he didn't understand. Like anytime he wanted something, his mom would be like, you know, oh, we don't have any money. And he'd just be like, just write a check for it. And like he told me that story one time. I was like, dude, it's like the same thing. Like growing up, my mom would be like, Well, we don't have any money. I'd be like, just write a check. And I remember my mom, we were at like Walmart, and she's like, You don't have any idea like you have to have money in your bank account to write a check and it just like didn't make sense to me like just write a check like i thought you just made money you know out of your checkbook and i just, assume sam just, was the same like yeah, just, what do you, you mean you don't have money just write a check yeah you don't need money the check is your money you so just then write the check and the and that's paid for so like we had the same experience and then Anytime we want something, like, oh, man, some coilovers for my Jeep would be badass, but I don't have the money. And Sam just be like, write the check. Just write, just the write check. a check. Just write the check. It's, <laughs> it's, it's all right. Just, big joke. just write the check. They're like, oh, man, Sam, this new Milwaukee tool is sweet. Like, uh, I'll have to buy it next week. Just write the check. Yeah, which, which is honestly, you know, something I deal with day to day being, you know, I take weekly payments. You know, like, Dozer is one of my customers, and he'll say, oh, man, this... This Milwaukee, whatever, it's it's badass. Like, well, just just take it and put it on your bill. I won't even raise your payment. Just write the check. And he just, oh no, no, I can't do it. Or I'll whatever. buy it next week. And he's just it. like, take it now and buy it next week. I'm yeah. like, oh, you got me. Take it now. I'll bill it next week. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Yeah. And then uh, uh, probably our best one, say the best for last, is so shitty it works. And this yeah. is kind of a segue into a future episode that we're gonna do. I don't know when, but we have almost a, we could probably do a dissertation on this, but we have a philosophy on when we fabricate or build or, or come up with some kind of apparatus that there's a certain level of engineering inaccuracy or lack thereof or, or lack of engineering that tends to just work in such a way that it accomplishes the goal, you know, like faster task failed successfully, I think is, is the, is the current term or whatever. But, you know, my YJ, when it was brand new to me, it had a bunch of questionable stuff done to it, but it was all done in such a way that it just worked. You just take it out and use it and it was no problem. But every time I tried to make a change and improve one little area of poor engineering, the weak point in another location was found and it was just, everything was just so shitty that it just worked. And that's kind of been more or less of a, a, a philosophy for us and stuff that we build. And the MJ that I have was the same way. It was all put together kind of haphazardly, but it just worked. And the, the more you tried to fix one little portion of the project, you would find these other weak links and your whole engineering house of cards would come crumbling down, so to speak. So what, what, when, when we coined the term, so should it works is we were looking at Chris's TJ okay. that he put a 44 and 60 in mm -hmm. and his track bar was like 18 inches long mm -hmm. and his steering was binded 
his heim steering was at bind at ride height. And I was like, dude, I was like, his steering's at bind already. And you're like, yeah, it's fine. This track bar is 18 inches long. This thing doesn't flex enough for it to matter. And you're like, it's built so shitty it works. And I was just like, mind blown. Like had an out of body experience. Like it is like, this does work because it's like, the steering's not going to bind because the suspension, the track bar is so short that it won't flex and it doesn't matter. And I was just like, okay. And then like you start noticing it places. But we're getting off on a tangent. This Sam wants this to be a whole episode. But. It will be. I mean, we can talk. I mean, like I said, the MJ, I could go on a 25, 30 minute detailed, in depth discussion. Then you get into like a black hole, like, well, I'd like to fix this, but if I fix this, the 14 other things that are affected are going to quit working and I just have to leave it shitty. Mm-hmm. It's working now. Don't, don't fix it. And then that's what I've been dealing with all summer on my on my dart is I had a cooling issue that I tried to fix with a couple thousand dollars in three months worth of my life and ended up exactly the same exact spot where I started with my same cooling issue with the same exact results. It was built so shitty in Dozer's garage that it just worked. It just worked. It had, I mean, it's got a slight issue. It gets hot at idle, you know, in a, in a tra- high traffic situation, you're not got air moving across the radiator, but I spent a whole bunch of money trying to fix the cooling issue and made it worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Ended up back where we started back to the same shitty setup, because if you try to undo the shitty engineering with good engineering, it's, it's like oil and water. It just doesn't work. So, so anyway, does anybody out there, any of our listeners, do they have an example of something that's built so shitty it works? If you can, send us an email. What's that email, Dozer? Uh, I think it is ask long story short, short story long yes. at gmail.com. Ask, so unnatural to say that. Ask, A-S-K, short story long at gmail.com. Yeah, send us your story about something that's so shitty it's worked. We'll, we'll talk about it on the episode. So again, thanks guys for listening and... Hope you enjoyed it, and uh, send us a couple emails. Tell us what you think, what you like, what you don't yeah, like. Feedback, you want it longer. The big thing we're trying to gauge is length right now. How how long do you guys like your podcast? Personally, I think an hour and a half is pretty good. Joe Rogan goes for three hours, but he's way more interesting than we yeah, are. And so. we've had some people say, oh, it needs to be 10 minutes, and other people, I like a half hour. So what do you guys like? Give us some feedback. Let us know if you want us to talk about anything. Do you guys have any inside jokes? That would be a good one. Send us your inside jokes. And and if you guys didn't find any of these funny, well, I guess you had to be there. Yep, you just had to be there. We'll see you guys. See ya.